as you are he. My favorite time to drive is generally between 4 and 6 a.m. There is hardly any other traffic on the road during those hours, which means less opportunity for me to get upset at the way other people are driving. A while back, I picked up a young man from an industrial setting in the wee hours of the morning. People aren't usually talkative that time of day, especially during the week. The reason for this is that they are either bracing themselves for a full day of work or are getting off a long night of work. This particular gentleman, however, was friendly and open to conversation. It's obvious when someone is willing to talk. Generally, after they get in and I tell them good morning, they'll ask a question. Something like, how's your morning going? Or, gotten many rides this morning? Without exception, I will pounce on the opportunity to converse. I have an innate intrigue with everyone and their backstory, but conversation also makes the ride go exceptionally faster. We only talked for a few moments before it became obvious we had some things in common. Namely, the way we look at and approach life. That is to say, curiously, if not suspiciously. If I remember right, it progressed quickly to some half-joking reference by one of us to the movie The Matrix. The Matrix, I've found, is a fairly accurate barometer for filling someone out. If they prefer to wade in the shallower end of the pool, they'll laugh and either fall silent or just change the topic. If, however, they spend any amount of time questioning the nature of reality and what we think we know about any and everything, they'll seize the opportunity to dive headfirst into the deep end. This man chose to dive. After I touched on some things I'm currently into and learning about, he asked me if I'd ever heard of the egg theory. Shaking my head, I looked in my rearview mirror and told him no. What he explained sounded something like a form of reincarnation, but given that it had its own name and some random stranger was sitting in my back seat talking about it, I assumed there had to be more to it. As soon as he got out of the car, roughly 15 minutes from the time I picked him up, I typed egg theory into the notes on my phone so that I could revisit it. A few days later, I remembered the conversation, and I typed it into Google. The Egg is a short story written by a man named Andy Weir in 2009. It's a very brief read, and presented primarily in the form of a dialogue between you and God, immediately following your death in a car accident. I don't want to spoil every detail, but it plays with the notion that every time we die, we are reborn into another person that has or will exist throughout history. It doesn't happen in chronological order, and the process will continue until you have lived every life that has ever existed on Earth, accumulating their experience and knowledge in the process. You are unaware this is happening while you are alive, and once you are done, you will ascend to a deity-like status. In essence, the universe is an egg, whereby we are growing, and will eventually hatch into another form of being. A couple blogs ago, I referenced near-death experiences, a topic I will likely revisit often. One of the reoccurring themes on the other side in NDEs is the discovery of an interconnectedness we all have. The first couple times I heard this mentioned in an experiencer's account, I thought it sounded overly cliché. But the more NDEs I listened to, the more I began hearing it from a diverse group of individuals with varying pre-death beliefs and backgrounds. They weren't just saying actions have a ripple effect, but that it goes even deeper than that, like on a molecular or quantum level. According to these people, who have legitimately died and been uploaded with knowledge we seem to have once possessed and will possess again, when we do something to someone else, we are literally doing it to ourselves. It would seem that at least unintentionally, that's the notion that the author of the egg theory is toying with. 
Everyone operating in that system is just a different version of the same person, so we are constantly interacting with ourselves. Whatever you do to someone else, you are literally doing to yourself. For even the most zealous person of faith, in a monotheistic sense, this isn't incompatible with their belief system. Not necessarily the egg theory itself, but the concept of literal interconnectedness. If you believe in a singular creator, then we all derive from the same source. No matter what we are made of or instilled with, our origin is the same. That's true for pretty much any atheistic belief as well. Whether you consider us stardust or the breath of God, we each derive from the same place. This concept can be found across all cultures and religions throughout time. In a philosophical sense, it may be referred to as the ethics of reciprocity, but one popular version of it is called the Golden Rule. It goes, Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. While those words are valuable counsel even on a surface level, they take on another layer of meaning when one applies the aforementioned concepts. You are literally doing unto yourself every time you do unto another. Even if just in a quantum sense, whereby we all originate from a singular source and retain a level of energy connectedness, we are still doing to ourselves on some physical level. The ego seems to be a major problem for the ethics of reciprocity. I often wonder why we were allowed to have it or why it was allowed to take the dominant role in our lives and behavior that it does. The ego seeks to serve the self and approaches life from the vantage point of the individual's wants and needs. That is, unless that's the point of life, to identify the ego as problematic and then work to suppress it for the good of the collective. It seems so obvious. Unless, of course, the universe is just an egg. The Oberosopher. And now, a haiku. If all that matters could be fit into an egg, we'd just scramble it. We meet ourselves time and again in a thousand disguises on the path of life. Carl Jung